0: You're watching The Sports Objective, the podcast for Pirates.
1: This is East Carolina
0: All-American Bryant Packard, and we're talking Pirate baseball and The Sports Objective. You're listening to Extra Innings, presented by Next Level Training Center. On The Sports Objective. Join us every Sunday night on Facebook Live and our YouTube channel as we talk East Carolina baseball, as we look back at the previous week and take a look at what's ahead. Now, let's talk Pirate Baseball.
2: Welcome into to Extra Innings right here on the Sports Objective. Great to uh, be here this Sunday early evening. I'm Dave Richmond, but Hey, Kyle Barber, what's up, dude?
3: What's going on, Dave? Uh, as we sit here as regular season conference champions in baseball yet again. I don't know about you guys, but um, Friday night, that Cincinnati-Houston game, I was like, oh, my God, are you serious? I, what a comeback by the Cougars. Cincinnati yes. two outs, four-run lead, and yeah. blow the lead and lose it in, in extra innings, you know, and you and you think, oh, no, here we go. But then Pirates come out and take care of business on Saturday. Bubba, were you uh were, were you on the edge of your seat Friday night yep. um, when all that crap was happening? And then kind of after it happened, you, you were first mad, then you went, oh, well, we just – we do it ourselves.
1: <laughs> sure, I was disappointed, but I, I really felt good because you know, we were in control of our destiny. You know, if it had been the other way around, yeah, and uh, and we, we were needing them to to lose a game, which we fortunately were not. Um, man, that would have been gut wrenching had had yeah, Houston no won on on Friday night. Uh, fortunately, the Bearcats were able to win that one, what twelve to seven. And it got interesting in the end, uh, even though the final score doesn't really reflect it. But then you had um, Houston. They found a way to battle back from five down in the ninth to win that one. And then they won a one-run game yesterday. But uh, fortunately, we came out, took care of our business 7-1. to And you know, prior to that 7-1 victory in game three on Saturday, we'd been the comeback kids this week. Uh, hadn't been able to close it out against Campbell but we rallied from a four-run deficit and then a, a six-run deficit against the Camels before losing 14-13, and then you had, and that was obviously the longest nine-inning game of the season for the Pirates. Uh, four hours and 18 minutes, just ridiculous, and so, so many twists and turns, and uh, instant classic, unfortunately, just went the wrong way. But um, then we battled back from a early 3 nothing deficit And uh, win 8-3, to uh, scoring those eight unanswered in Thursday night's game. And then uh, we win a thriller 6-5 to in game two.
3: Yeah, what what a difference. I don't want to harp on that Campbell game too much, but what a difference Uh, just one run could have made. If we could have won that game, it would have helped our RPI so much that right now you would feel confident as long as we won the conference tournament or even just made the championship game that we'd host. And now I think it's even if we win the conference tournament, it's still going to be iffy if we're going to host, but it certainly is our best chance to do so.
2: Yeah, I think that uh, you're, you're right, Kyle. I felt like that was like an elimination game um, for hosting. And, you know, but you never know. I mean, I feel like a lot of baseball still to be played. We, we got to take care of all we can do is all we can do, as you always hear. And so we have to win the conference and then hopefully. Some other teams that are ahead of us will falter, and we'll see. Another thing I wanted to ask you guys this too: how much of a factor is the reputation we have of hosting? I'm, I'm not talking about. I'm I'm talking about if we get the job done and we're on the bubble with some other teams. Yeah, I, I think it
3: helps, Dave. I I do Good. think. I I think if you are a proven commodity, um, you know, I, I guess it could go against you some way. Somebody goes well. Hell, they've hosted the last however many years in a row. You know, XYZ Y C hasn't hosted so long. Let's give it to them if it's between us and somebody else. But I think I think reputation definitely helps, don't you, Bubba? Definitely.
1: I mean, you know, putting yourself in the conversation year after year. You know, being one of two teams nationally, uh, along with Stanford, to to host all those regionals in a row, um, and I guess f- five consecutive, and then. You obviously, well, you also have, uh, or you were trying to to host a, a fifth consecutive. And then, and right. then obviously, the, the super regional run that we're currently on, having played in three straight in 19, 21, and 22. And um, that's something that I know Aaron fit. he was on Pirate Radio last week, and he was talking about how he really didn't, see us having a chance to host. And I responded, well, what if we do this? He said, well, I think if that happens. And that that scenario was, that included a, a win over Campbell. But I said, what if what if you uh, run the table or, you know, all but uh, one game? He said, well, in that case, then I could see it. So, and then I saw something this may not have necessarily been Aaron Fitt. It may have been a, another writer from D1 Baseball, but he was saying that Or maybe them collectively that if we go out and run through the conference tournament that they don't think it's out of the realm of possibility for a number eight seed now uh, because oh wow uh, and you know something our
3: our RPI would be too low for that Bubba
1: I would certainly I certainly think that uh, when you look at it last year I'm trying to remember what our RPI was I know I might look
3: twelve
1: we finished the season at eighteen but yeah I think it was up there and. the the 12 or 13 range um johnny robertson help us out please (laughs) (laughs) jr but um yeah
3: let me ask you a question Bob. the whole the whole
1: thing the whole thing with that is the university of virginia they've had an excellent year Mm -hmm. but if they if they stub their toe and go two and q in the acc tournament then it's definitely not impossible
3: Any chance if 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 Campbell hosts in Fayetteville, will be they can't host on campus. Let's say they win the conference tournament and they decide to give it to Campbell, and we played them three times. But man, you talk about a a, all right a win win situation. If you put East Carolina as the two seed in Fayetteville, I mean we we it would it would all be but us hosting. We we would sell just as many tickets as Campbell. We would sell more.
2: Yeah, you look at it, and also I don't think they would do that.
3: Do you? uh, Secondary, I would,
1: I, would, I would tend to uh, agree, Kyle. That I, first of all, I don't, I don't think uh, with Campbell dropping two out of three down at USC upstate, I heard him. That now, if they run go through the uh, big south tournament, but they still won the
3: conference, right?
1: I, yes, they, they did. And but and they're, they're not, I don't know, they're necessarily out of it, but uh, if they they run through the big south tournament and the right things happen, I think they're to get back into that hosting discussion, I think the stars are going to have to align much like the stars would have to really align for us to, um, to get back into that top eight picture or, or even I, I just think that uh, I, I was, I was surprised with that top eight talk last year when we got to the top eight, you know, a lot of folks were surprised I know even uh, members of the team it wasn't necessarily that they thought they had a, body worked it wasn't deserving but just based on the past when we had an rpi of five and didn't get it um i think you know obviously winning 20 in a row is not a not something that's done very often and that carried a lot of weight in addition to winning both the regular season and tournament titles
3: yeah i just don't see that happening i'm still sketchy on if we can host but
1: i I think if we run run through the tournament i'd be surprised if we didn't host honestly
3: do you think it matters if we lose a game in the tournament? If 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 we win the conference tournament, do you think it really matters if we lose a game?
1: Because uh, it just RPI. Honestly, I think that's something that would just depend on the the specific committee in an individual year. Who knows what what they would uh, value, and it depends on what else happens around us. And we'll talk some more about that later on, as far as. Who's in the host – like, who's a guaranteed host, you know, the likes of uh, LSU or Arkansas, Florida, like, uh, ones like that are, that are definitely locked up and then and then who are still, you know, vying for those hosting spots.
2: Guys, how many uh, – I wanted to ask you guys before I forget, how many North Carolina, South Carolina, Virginia teams do you think will host? Because it look like – obviously, Wake's a no-brainer. You look like probably coastal – um uh, south carolina but how many do you think south different? carolina's
3: been been going the wrong way are they still gonna Yeah. It?
2: let me look at it again Clemson yeah south carolina's got is rpi is six right now
3: okay
2: um so that's why yeah we want to double check on that yeah coastal's thirteen um you north carolina
3: south carolina virginia seven. i'll go five i'll go five i'll go five because you Maybe have right six. now, I'll go five or six
2: guys. You have South Carolina at RPI at six. Clemson has really turned it on. Uh, back in Snovel Pirates doing a great job down there in Clemson. Uh, they're seven, by the way, for RPI. And then you have Coastal at 13. Virginia's at nine. Uh, it's just amazing. You have, um, you have Duke at 19, Campbell at 22, and East Carolina at 23.
3: So, I'll say Wake, Virginia. All three South Carolina schools, Wake. Yeah, I said Wake, Wake, Virginia. All three South Carolina schools, and either East Carolina, Campbell, or Duke. One of
2: those three. Yeah, you know, guys, I was saying that it would Campbell, East Carolina would be the last one. I thought Duke was a you know like already a shoe in, but their RPI has gone down. But I think now you're right, Kyle. I think you have to put those three. I agree with you 1,000%. I think those three are the ones that are fighting for the last North Carolina, if you will, the North Carolina, the state of North Carolina regional site. There's going to be one more, and that would be uh, between those three.
1: Yeah, before we um, very quickly respond to what Johnny Robertson provided there, um, as far as the RPI a year ago, that's something um, I just don't, I don't see it um, you know, from a RPI standpoint. now could it happen us getting back in the top eight talk? I guess it could um but i really I really don't see it. I think best case scenario, I think we would be probably in like the twelve to fourteen range, something like that. so uh, so we shall see and the main thing is for us to keep doing what what we've been doing uh, very well um over the last few weeks of the season and that's controlling our own business and i um, go to clear water hope to go four and and if we do that then we we'll, we will have won 14 out of our last 15 games so yeah so, so, so last year you went into the tournament having won 18 straight and this year 14 out of 15 uh, hopefully
3: you know, we got to beat we got to beat Wichita at least once right They're they're on our side of the bracket no.
1: No. The, so Houston and Wichita. Are on the H- side. Houston and Wichita on the other side is Oh wow. It's It's the Pirates taking on number 8 South Florida and then number 4 UCF against fifth seeded Cincinnati.
3: If we don't make it to the championship game, same on us.
2: Yep, amen brother. Amen, Kyle. Cuz uh, I didn't I haven't had a chance to look at that Um, to to know that as well wow that that's a huge break for us but again you got to go down there and another thing guys as a coach and uh, Bubba I know you can attest to this coaching a tournament can work for you or against you it's like a brand new you know season and crazy coaches don't like tournaments most because it seems like only bad things can happen and uh, so hopefully we can go down there and and have the opposite. I'll tell you team
3: what, team. if we were got eliminated from this tournament before the championship game, that means we lost two games to two of that crowd you just named. That would be bad.
2: Yeah. And we definitely will not host. No. I, I don't see a scenario.
3: No, 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 no that's not even, that wouldn't be worth discussing at that point. We, yeah. We'd be a two seed and, and, back and like
2: bags. it. <laughs> yeah. Pack your bags to wherever. Yeah. And, um, <clears throat> it's gonna be a lot of fun we'll be talking more about that uh certainly the second half hour I know bubba you wanted to talk about it. circle back and talk about uh the games this week first off bubba um and Kyle, Kyle. i want to ask you this one question real quick that's on my mind the last couple days how much of a rival do you think campbell has become especially we're talking about baseball
3: <laughs> Dave, it's funny you said that um i i was uh, i was watching that game um Wednesday night, and I, and I saw just, like I said, in baseball, Campbell has become what Wilmington used to be in baseball and basketball. Um, those Wilmington games do not have the same feeling they used to in baseball or basketball. The Campbell baseball series has the feeling the Wilmington series used to. I think our rivals now in baseball are UNC, and NC State, and Wilmington. I'm excuse me, UNC, NC State, yeah. and Campbell. I, mean, I, think, I think Campbell's taking Wilmington's place.
2: Yeah, you know, Justin Hare, you know, that was another thing I want to mention is that not all Pirates, but there's some Pirates that don't understand, not that are watching and listening to the show, obviously, because we have the best viewers and listeners. But there's some Pirate fans that can't, like, realize that Campbell is now really, really good. And it's because they have a great coach. Tip your hat to Justin Hare. And he has done a great job. He did it with the Transfer Portal, as he's told us over the last few years, having him on our show. And that's the way he did it. He's built this program up. What you do is you tip your hat and you remember, Bubba and Kyle helped me out real quick. You remember, you know, we were talking about these close games. We've had games we've won and it fell our way. Remember Connor Norby in nineteen, where was it a squeeze play or uh, we won by one run? We walked it
3: off. And well, um, and we was, have nobody to blame but ourselves. You know, that was yeah, poor, poor defense. You know, we got yeah, our own kids right. there. Uh, yeah. Wednesday night, um, or Tuesday, whenever that game was Tuesday night. Yeah. Uh, Bubba, I'd like to get Bubba's thoughts and, 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 and viewers. I don't know how many live we got right now. But on the where they feel the Campbell series has become an arrival or a rivalry, Bubba, do you feel kind of like I do, that it's almost taking the place of the Wilmington series as in terms of importance?
1: Uh, I see where you're coming from with that. And, uh, and I would say, yes, based on – Campbell's on-field success, I mean, and obviously Wilmington, um, they've been good in recent years, but Campbell's been better. And and Campbell's put themselves um, you know, this year with that win last night, even though they did drop two out of three to USC Upstate, uh, they managed to win that final game of the series to win the regular season title. And we're talking about our 4 Pete, as you see on the screen, and Campbell has won five straight regular season titles in the Big South, and um, and they've become more and more competitive. Um, they've always been able to swing the bats, it seems like, but um, they've really stockpiled some arms, even though you wouldn't have known it by the way the game uh, unfolded. Yeah, they're going to Thursday save- night pr- prior to the um, prior to that game. The first two games of the season, though, um, they'd really shut our. Bats down. I think we've scored what a combined six runs on 12 hits in those two games. So, uh, and I've heard it from people, you know, people coaching, and just the the arms that they had stockpiled. You know, he said every arm that they rolled out there was you know 92, 93 plus. Um, you know, with the exception of one or two. So, they've really done a great job of building that program, and um, you know. Justin Harris taking advantage of some of the some of the things that he has going for him there in Bowie's Creek with Campbell and it being a private school and so forth. And won't we'll dive too deeply into that. But you um, yeah, just just proud of the way we facing that six run deficit going to the bottom of the seventh, yeah. um, battled battle back and and then um, Campbell to its credit after we scored eight unanswered to take the 13-11 lead. Uh, took advantage of some miscues by us even though we didn't have any errors Um uh, coach godwin really stressed that in the post game that uh, we were not who we needed to be defensively in that game even though we didn't have uh, an official error. and uh, that that allowed campbell a team that's already so potent when you give them extra outs they did exactly what you would expect them to do
3: yeah no doubt and Hey, no errors, in my ass. That was generous. Well, um
1: yeah, yeah. It, was, it was one of those things. You, anybody that that knows baseball, I mean, knows that um, you know it wasn't an official error, but um, they they were plays that we that we typically make. Yes, and um, kind of shifting gears from that game, um, going down to South Florida. I'm sure the guys. Uh, after the way that unfolded Tuesday night, mm. uh, we're we're eager to uh, to hop on the plane down to Tampa and and get that taste out of their mouth. and uh, And slow start, um, trailed three to nothing, but then we did what we needed to do, um, scored eight unanswered, and really. And this week, Josh Moreland, uh, he he swung a really hot bat, and the run he's currently on, obviously is. A little too early to say this, but going into the postseason, it reminds me kind of, uh, the way Bryson Wool was trending a year ago.
2: Hey guys, I want to ask you, uh, I wonder who's going to be the PGX gloves.com player of the week. I just wonder who's going to. Yeah. We'll, uh, mm,
1: we'll go <laughs> ahead. And, Cam, uh, Cam Clark <laughs> And, uh, Josh Moylan, um, he did have the 0-4 game in game two of the South Florida series, but the three games um, or two games prior to that and then Saturday's game um, were multi-hit games, seven out of 17, two home runs. He had the big home run that tied the game against Campbell and then a home run in game three against South and Florida. RBS. Yeah, um, three doubles, 10 runs batted in. And that tying home run against Campbell uh, was 457 feet over the scoreboard there in right center. Good God, it was a shot. And uh, and then you know, he he really helped put away uh, the, the game on Saturday that the Pirates had had to win in in order to win the conference.
2: And hey, Kyle, you got your wish, by the way. I've been waiting to tell you that on the oh. show, but. Of, uh, you know how we're you're worried about in the past where we peak too early, you know, have like, well, you got it where we had all kinds of drama. Friday night, I was so exhausted and like I stayed up to watch that game. And I thought, I just knew that Cincinnati was going to pull that out. And when they didn't, and I was thinking about you about how you always wanted to be close. And we got us, uh, like a cardiac team where we won it on the last day. I don't,
3: I don't know what the hell you're talking about. I mean, I always wanted to be close, but, um, I, uh, I do enjoy exciting, exciting games, but, um, in other words, peaking, you were
2: talking about in the past, peaking too early where we've won the, the conference where we didn't. Really oh yeah.
3: Well, much- well, yeah. From that aspect. Yeah. I hope we ain't played our base, but if we played our best baseball already, we're SOL. Um, exactly. If, if our best baseball still yet to be played and, and we're going to peak, uh, during the, um, during the postseason and, um, and live up to preseason expectations, um, then hell yeah. Great. I hope, I hope we have not peaked yet. I hope that still yet to come, we're playing our best baseball, uh, you know, all the way to Omaha. Huh? One
2: of the and, things, that, yeah, ahead, I know that, um, Nate asked about the, uh, starting pitching, uh, about our starting pitching earlier. Um, I, I personally think the pitching is what's going to be the difference for us. And I, I think another thing that, comes to mind guys that we haven't talked a lot about a little bit about on our show for extra innings here on the sports objective is the fact that we've battled a lot of injuries. It, it seems like even though that we battled a lot of injuries, here we are, we won a regular season. You look at both catchers that are uh, battling a back injury. Uh, Starling is not a hundred percent. Obviously he's got a back injury. It's like the year of the back injury it feels like. And, um, And I'm giving the team a compliment that they're battle tested because here they are. Yeah, you make a great point, Kyle, about uh, hopefully we haven't played our best baseball. But I think if I'm not uh, mistaken, uh, we haven't had a healthy player, like a a healthy team. I mean, the entire team, the entire season, because I believe uh, uh, McChrystal, I believe he was already hurt before the season started. Right, guys? Um, if my yeah, mid- well, yeah.
3: If if he won it was a yeah. He had to have been because I remember them talking about first weekend of the year him being injured.
2: Yeah, so it's like I'm not making excuses, but I'm just get, tipping my hat to the team where we could make all the excuses of the world, and they could have lost a whole bunch instead. Here we are; we won the four straight regular season title. We've um, what is it? Five straight years. Bubba and Jr helped me. I think it's five straight years. We had 40 plus wins. You have to go yeah. back. 2017 is the last time we didn't win uh 40 games so when you think about that you know i we're in the mix there uh i'm really proud of this team because i think one thing that i'm really happy about thank you alex is bringing me food appreciate you buddy um the fact that we have a chance to host for what the fifth straight time i mean yeah.
3: i don't want to creep you out but alex just walked through the back of your stadium there yeah he just disappeared into the field i mean i don't I don't know it's if it's on Ghost or what. Yeah, it's filled of Dreams, bro. Okay, cool. One of my favorite movies.
1: We talk about uh, Josh Moreland and all he did this week. I mean, our PGX Gloves Player of the Week, um, then our PGX Gloves Pitcher of the Week, um, kind of shifting gears back to um, the starting pitching topic. Uh, obviously, on, on Friday night, Zach Root. Um, struggled with his command a bit and um, did not have the start we would have liked. But Danny Beal, Danny Beal's been so clutch all year long, and uh, he was once again picked up the win in relief, improving to 6-1 and on the season. Uh, Also had had a solid relief outing um, against the Camels where he worked uh, two innings, giving up just a solo bomb. But um, that was the only run he allowed all week as he went six and a third scoreless against the Bulls. Um, And as I said, did not allow a run and just three hits, striking out six and walking one. So congratulations to Danny Bill, uh, a veteran out of that Pirate pen, earning his sixth win of the season on being named IRPGXglobes.com, Pitcher of the Week. And guys, uh, you're talking about Root. Isn't
2: it uh, great to know that, you have a talented kid like Root who doesn't have his best stuff, but then you have a guy like Danny Bill. You've got, you have so many weapons. I know one of the questions people, probably the man on the street questions is, um, what kind of rotation do you expect down in Clearwater for the tournament? That's something that comes to mind. I know that people have been talking about. But it's nice to know that, hey, I think it's great to know that in the past, we've had good pitching, but not to this depth of where – We've had guys, like, step up. I'm not talking about that. But we have a situation now where we've got, what, five or six guys that could start a game off the top of my head. Um, and uh, so that makes me feel good knowing that, Bubba, it's kind of like your Braves back in the 90s, man. Those guys were lights out. And the, one of the best starting rotations I've ever seen in Major League b- Baseball history. I wouldn't go that far with ours. Just to, I'm just talking about the quality of especially.
3: I think, our, I think our rotation is one of the greatest in Major League Baseball history.
2: No, I'm talking about uh, the rotation that we have right now, uh, especially our little league, a little league, our, Um relief <laughs> pitching. Yeah,
3: we're going to damn it go, We're we're going to go to the Williamsport this year, finally.
2: Yeah, exactly. No, the relief pitching is is very strong, and I think um, that's that's the kicker right there. Is uh, would you imagine on Tuesday that we do Johnny
1: stuff Is my guess.
3: I I'm, I have no
1: idea. I, I don't. I, I don't necessarily. I mean, I think it may depend on you know, in just how the game's going. I mean, I I don't think you're gonna Johnny I mean, Holstaff it, Johnny it if if you have a a competitive game going on. But you know, if you the Pirates jump out to a, to early lead and uh, you know have a you have a six, seven, eight run advantage or something like that uh, in those mid to late innings, then then yes, uh, I think we'll um, be smart with how, how we spread out those innings. Yeah, no doubt. I think it's going to
3: depend on the game.
1: But um, yeah, on that note, as far as as far as the pitching, um, we've talked about this in previous editions of extra innings. As far as as far as um, pirate pitchers and you know how many how many batters they're striking out, I went back and checked. Over the last four seasons, uh, obviously, the best run in the history of East Carolina baseball as far as hosting four consecutive regionals, uh, striving for a fifth, and then uh, hosting three straight Super Regionals, excuse me, uh, playing in three straight Super Regionals and hosting the the last of those three. Uh, The numbers you see there on the screen, as far as total strikeouts, the, the greatest strikeout totals by pitching staffs in program history, and then also strikeouts per nine innings. Uh, so last year, it was the the most batters we had ever struck out. Uh, and then going back to that 21 season when we had Gavin Williams, who obviously produced so many high strikeout games, and that was the most strikeouts per nine innings in, with 10 and a half in 2021. So it, it's no secret um, that, you know, it's – you hear it so much, it's about the arms, and obviously there's a lot of things that have to come together in order to have an Omaha-caliber club. But um, the success that the Pirates have had over the last four or five years, I and mean, it's, it's no secret that um, the arms, um, you've heard Cliff Godwin say it time and again, it seems like every preseason, well, this year's staff is deeper than last year's staff, and and that's kind of been a trend over the last three or four years, and you were thinking this year will happen you know, how could it be deeper than what we had? And then they proved themselves as they are. Uh, you see 10 little over 10 strikeouts per game um, only behind that 21 team as far as strikeouts per nine innings. So um, something else I know cliff Godwin, obviously he just wants us to put up zeros, but at the same time, you know, he, he doesn't want to dwell too much on this um, to the media, but um you know when you're when you're getting 35 to 40% of your outs every game via strikeout then that's obviously less balls that the the that are put in play less chances for the defense and and with that being the case um it's no uh no co- oh, yeah, I mean, sorry uh, no coincidence you the, the that um the fielding percentages over the last four or five seasons have also been the highest in school history with the exception of one.
2: That's staggering. And uh, by the way, Richard Allsberg said, that's KFC chicken leg worthy <laughs> uh, having those 10 strikeouts a game. In fact, uh, do you guys think that KFC will do the, I don't think that many people go to KFC anyway to get the chicken legs, but if you're KFC, do you say you have to have fifteen? strikeouts in a game in order to get a free chicken leg for next year?
3: I don't think people really have really, I wonder how many people truly. That's a good poll question. How many people truly take advantage of the chicken leg?
2: Exactly. Exactly. I, I and I've heard that some of the KFCs give move out more than they should and others don't even know about it, or whatever, but, Richard's asking about Amac outfield for the Amac playing the, in the outfield for defense. Thoughts?
1: Uh, he he made an unbelievable play um, when Man. when Nathan Chrisman came in at third base and they shifted Amac out to left field. Uh, what a what a diving stop that was! So, um, going coming in at an angle. Um, extending to his left there, um, a heck of a play for someone who we knew he has that potential. And it seems like played there early in his career, but um, at the same time has been the everyday third baseman. And to just step out there and make a play like that speaks to his abilities. And um, it's it's nice to – we've talked about two-way you, and obviously you're talking about a pitcher and a position player. But uh, just that flexibility that we have. And being able to to bring a guy in like that or, or you know shift a guy around the diamond on the way we we can a AMAC or even other guys so you know um at, at times you may think well you know cuz you've had a Lane Hoover who's making sports center top 10 plays in center field right but uh and then you shift him to the corner and bring in bring in Riley Johnson late innings in center field or it, what it does is, uh, you know, if if someone is struggling, uh, like has been the case a time or a few, um, it gives you some flexibility where you don't have – where you can uh, shift them in, into the DH role and then uh, put someone else there, there in the outfield. And,
2: guys, how about uh, the freshmen stepping up too? I mean, you have Chrisman, uh, Rasmussen. I mean, those guys are our future, and those guys are, are lights out in the infield. And, and to think that you can move these guys around. And plus, you got to tip your hat to the coaches because uh, this world that we live in and uh, the transfer portal, it would be easy for these guys to say, hey, I'm not getting playing time. I'm out of here. But the coaches have done a nice job working with the roster, getting those younger guys in. And especially when you think about uh, the postseason guys, uh, those guys are not really freshmen anymore. <laughs>
1: Yeah, um, sorry, Dave. I would stepped away there for a moment. I thought Kyle was going to chime in, but uh,
3: but yeah, Kyle, Kyle's eating Jersey Mike. Sorry, I
2: should have told you. <laughs> Supper time here on the Sports
1: Objective. But if you're watching or listening live, but yeah, the the depth that we have and, and guys, guys seeing uh, guys William. getting those innings. i um, you know. A guy like a Jayden Winter, who who did struggle the, the last time out um, w- when we had the when the issue was decided against Memphis, uh, he's proven at other times this year how capable he is, and um, it's nice to have a guy um, of his potential, you know, in ability to 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 have on the back end of the the bullpen. Uh, it, if you um, it's, it's nice to to have someone that's, you know, what's six four six five and can come in throwing 95, 96 like that. But even though he hasn't seen a ton of innings this year, let's see. Um, well, my guess would be 10 to 15 innings. And yeah, eight and a third for Jaden Winter. Yeah, and I, I, I uh, didn't want to
2: forget to, uh, and I did forget almost, Dixon Williams. He's been uh, playing uh great and you, he's another player that's been being used and uh, it's nice to see that when a local kid makes the team obviously was recruited uh, by cliff godwin and company and um and the future is so bright obviously we don't we're not look ahead because we want to focus on the conference tournament but we need a lot of guys that can step up where uh, another thing is if a guy's having a, you were talking about a guy's having a tough day maybe they burn out they're in a slump or whatever You can bring these guys in and give them a day off because it it is uh, the season is really grueling.
1: Yeah. Joey Barini and Jacob Starling have been so good in the middle. You know, it seems really like a distant memory. Uh, You think about the offseason and the preseason, um, there were so many questions uh, surrounding the program, not necessarily inside the program, uh, because, you know, like Coach Godwin always says, you know, maybe eventually. Our fans will learn learn to trust Coach Godwin, <laughs> but you uh, know it, it it was a, you know who's going to take the shortstop position? You know was it going to be Nathan Chrisman who has gotten eight to ten starts? Was it going to be Connor Asmussen, who's so talented? And we're talking about guys stepping up, um, Connor Asmuson um, stepped up with a two hit game the other night against Campbell. But yep. um, Joey Barini, uh, Shack, his play probably hasn't been talked about enough. Um, you know, Shaq, as you just said, um Joey, what he's done at the plate, he's fourth on this team in batting average, three eleven. He's he's hit with some uh some power, had those four home runs, drove in just over thirty, and um and he's played very well in the field. Um, let's see for the season, uh, Joey Brini, I want to say has something like five or six errors. So that that's that's pretty elite. That shortstop, and you know, he may not have quite the range of some of the shortstops we've had in the past, but he's he's made some highlight reel plays at the same time. And I, if you'd have told us going into the season that Joey Barini was, I mean, we knew we'd seen it in pitch hit at bats and some spot starts, what he was capable of, and maybe this is just you know what he needed to 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 uh Play every day like this, but uh, if you'd have told us going in the season he's going to hit three eleven with four home runs Great. and make five errors through, through fifty six games, you know uh, we'd have taken that in a heartbeat. Whether it's from Joey Barini or or whoever, if you go and, around the diamond, uh, and, I'm sorry, Bubba. And, and then Jacob Starling has been so good. That's but that's just what I was saying that we have guys like Connor Asmus and there that are so talented that we're in the conversation preseason, but because of <laughs> Breeny and Starling being so good, uh, we've seen sparingly.
2: Uh, No doubt. And you look at it, it's it's, uh, great. The whole, If you look around the diamond, that was the issue. Everybody said, who's going to be shortstop? Who's going to be shortstop? And Breeny has done great. A lot of great guys. How about Carter Cunningham out in right field? Carter Cunningham has had a tremendous um, season, really stepped up, uh, really proud of him. He's another guy that comes to mind.
1: Yeah, Carter Cunningham is someone who had entered the transfer portal, withdrew his name, and you know, way back when he withdrew his name, even before he's performed like he has this year, I was very uh, excited that he uh, withdrew from the portal and has that ever paid off for the Pirates. 319, second on the team in average, six home runs, and um, driven in close to 30 and re- really made some nice plays. In the outfield as well, in the in corner outfield spot primarily, uh, largely in right field. Uh, so, yeah, stellar play from Carter Cunningham, and then Johnny Robertson meant to get to his comment a moment ago. As far as Nathan Chrisman saying that um, Chrisman, oh, yeah. uh, who I mentioned, you know, has has got a few starts this year. I think let's see, he started six ball games, played in 37 though. Um, is often a late inning defensive replacement, also a, a pinch runner. Yeah, and, and um, that's obviously speaking to his ability on the base pass that Johnny Robertson referenced.
2: Yeah, and you look at it like I said, Cliff Godwin and company, Palumbo, um, uh, all those guys have done a nice job of managing this team to the to the highest level because um, there's so many talented guys. Like you said, Bubba. I mean, when you think about all the guys that are starting. There's guys that can easily start maybe somewhere else, um, but they're younger being freshmen and they're, they're getting, they're going to get their shot. And when they do, man, it's going to be, it's going to be great when those guys are starters. We're not going to rush it though, for sure. Kyle, what about you? What are your thoughts on uh, the starting pitching? What are your thoughts going into uh, the tournament on Tuesday?
3: Um. Uh, my thoughts are, um, I was eating a turkey, so. Um, uh, no, I think we got, you know, we got a lot of pitching depth, not just starting pitching, but the bullpen's deep. We, we, we play a lot of guys, um, you know, so that's one thing that, whether it's in a conference tournament or a regional, and we do find ourselves in a loser's bracket, we have enough arms where we can come yeah. out of that, that. That that. You hope you don't find yourself in that situation, but right. – you, you easily could, and we have in the past, and it came out of it and won. And having that many arms, I really don't know how much it helps you in a super if we end up that far, but in a conference tournament, in a regional, if you end up in a losers bracket, having that many arms will really help you.
2: No question. It would help you also, Bubba, if you go to uh, Omaha, um, when you're having a lot of games in that short period of time over, was it is that 10 days off the top of my head? Um, something like that, but.
1: Yeah, very spread out. Obviously, once you get to yeah. Omaha, because of because of TV, right. So, but um, as as far as the starting pitching, uh, we do need Josh Groves to to get back to to where he was. You know, a few weeks ago, um, his last couple outings uh, haven't been as good. Um, the previous against Memphis, uh, I think he walked four, maybe five guys, uh, and then. You know he had shown some progress in that area, and then he didn't really. You know, I think he only walked one, and but he only went two in the third in game two against South Florida, and um, he, he was really leaving some some pitches up about belt high or slightly above the belt, and the Bulls were making him pay for it. So uh, we need Negroes to pitch the way he's capable of pitching, and and the thing is, um, I mean, Trey is Savage. Uh, yep. When he when he was pitching in Game Three on Saturday, uh, I think he went ended up going four and a third, four and two thirds. He had a good outing, but um, you know, there I want to say he threw at least twenty five or thirty pitches in the first inning, and kind of yeah. settled in after that. Uh, he he wasn't he wasn't wild, um, but he was just <laughs> crashing off. You know he he was just missing his spot, Um
2: and the number of walks, right, Bubba.
1: Yeah, he, he wasn't nowhere. He wasn't. It wasn't like he was nowhere near. You know, he he was just slightly off the plate, slightly up, slightly down. But um, pitches that some borderline pitches, perhaps not going his way. But uh, it was, you know, hats off to him for for working through that. And like Coach Godwin said post game, um, good start from Trey and a better relief performance from garrett sailor it's great to see the way garrett's pitching uh, on the whole this year uh, to have a a fifth year guy like him and so experienced and he's seen success in a variety of roles uh, whether it's short relief long relief or uh, now he's had more and more better starts this year Mm -hmm. so um you, you really like those those um Experienced pieces like a sailor or Spivey, or even now a, a Tony Ginn that can can step up. You know, when one of them maybe maybe not pitching well. Obviously, we we'd already talked about Danny Bill. Uh, I think one of the keys going into the postseason, uh, the conference tournament, and then obviously regional play and beyond uh, would be Eric Richie. We don't have an abundance of left-handed left left right. left handers uh, on this team, and I think we need uh, Eric Ritchie. To step up and um, obviously uh, Merrick Beaker is no longer part of the program. Uh, opted to enter the transfer portal um, a few weeks back. And, um, and, so Eric Ritchie is someone to, to really keep an eye on how he performs.
3: Dave, please make sure you isolate that clip of Bubba saying left handy. <laughs>
2: All right. <laughs> the left-hander, I'll tell you what, um, All in all, though, uh, you're talking about uh, Richie. And here's another thing that Cliff does very, very well when Alston Knight together is I know some people, it drives them crazy, but situational baseball, when it comes to pitching and they bring in a guy for this guy and the matchups, but that's what you're going to have to do when it comes to this time of year. I mean,
3: so these guys are used to it. It's more of a major league, I guess, approach. But I like. Yeah, I'll tell you what, Dave, to, to, to speak on what you're talking about, um, look at Friday night with one out to go down up by one run. We, you know, we switched pitchers, and I was like, why, why are you bringing in Hunter here? I mean, why are you doing this? And then, but Hey, we got the third out and that was it.
2: Yeah. Sometimes the matchups, and I mean, I know everything can backfire on you, but at the same time I felt like that's what it's going to take to, uh, and last year guys, we did the uh, thing where we didn't really have, but what was it? Two starters last year. Um, and we had a lot of times where, TBD to be determined was the one of the starters, uh, for the weekend rotation.
3: Yeah, no, no doubt. And it gave us a, like I said, it gives us a lot of depth this year. And I think it matters not very much for this team, who the starter is is because you're going to go to your bullpen early. Um, Cliff doesn't let pitchers sit up there and struggle long. Cause he doesn't have to. And, uh, right. maybe in tournament situations you do a little bit longer, but, um, I, you know, um, like I say, you, you want your starters to do well, but if they don't, they're going to get out of there in a hurry. We ain't going to, we unless somebody has like an eight run first, we're not going to get down by no more than probably three runs before we're going to probably pull that pitcher.
2: Right. Because we know that we can, we know that we can come back from that deficit. You don't want to give up the deficit, but we've proven time and time again this season that you get down three, nothing oh three nothing, you know, where other times you'd be a, a little nervous because you don't have the bats, but, um, that's going to be key to me. Are, do you guys have a player in mind that, is it a Cam Claunch? Is it a guy that you say, hey, that guy is going to be the difference maker this uh, weekend?
3: Uh, during the conference tournament? I mean, you never yeah. know who's going to step up. You mentioned Cam Clonch. I always like Cam coming off the bench. Yep. A great player. Could be starting for a lot of teams around the country. Um, I like him a lot. Uh, Who it's going to be, who knows? Um, I don't, I don't. I I won't, I'll say just because I've been waiting for him to really have a breakout game. Like he hadn't, he hadn't been the same really since his injury.
2: I know you're going to say,
3: I haven't played bad, but I'm going to say JCC has a big conference tournament.
2: Awesome. And Hey, Johnny Gardner and I were thinking alike in that he says that he thinks Tony Gen will have a huge role in the conference tournament. I was talking about it. He typed it up at the same time. And that's why we are huge fans of Johnny Gardner there. Uh, Hey, a great Speak pick. for yourself, Dave. <laughs> uh, Wyatt's Lunchford Sheikman, <laughs> he's another one. A pitcher, what about you, Bubba? You think uh, lunsford Sheikman? Uh, he's one that uh, I really like a lot. Do you think he'll have a, a big tournament?
1: Yeah, uh, obviously, I didn't mean to, uh, I, just, I wasn't naming everyone, but uh, yeah, Wyatt lunsford Sheikman has been you know, as big or is better than anyone in the in the bullpen this year I mean, yeah 43 and a third uh, and opponents are hitting just 206 against him uh, he, he's tied for the team high uh, with with danny bill with 25 appearances and uh and has the ability to go for multiple innings i think you could start
3: yeah,
2: yeah he he's a guy that can go give you four or five innings don't you think guys in long relief
3: yes definitely
1: well that's that's the thing. Like, I mean, Danny Bill, He typically, uh, he, you know, he, he can he can be a short leaf guy, or he can he gave you a six and a third uh, in that game on on Thursday night. But um, that and that's an, that's a great example. I'm just there, we have so many options. The biggest thing I'm, I mentioned Eric Richie, and then obviously you have Zach Root. Um, those two left-handed arms, uh, you know how how they pitch, um, that could be you know really critical depending on you know who we face in the postseason and the number of and the oh. number of um, quality left-handed bats. And it, and it may not be a a huge role uh, because you know obviously with Root has largely been a midweek role. He's also seen some relief outings. Um, what now? Seventeen appearances, ten starts on the season, and then you have Richie. Uh, Richie, um, let's see. Nineteen appearances, obviously all in relief. Um, not at, not as effective as Root. R- Roots' um, biggest bugaboo has been his command. Uh, opponents are hitting just around two forty against him, but um, it's just been that command at times that has caused him not to go into games uh, as deep as you would like when he started or uh, have to be pulled um, sooner in a relief role. But, um, but Zach Root, we've certainly seen his potential and um, why the future for him is is so bright. Yeah,
2: Mark Calloway, thanks, uh, Mark, for joining us. He says, we got a pitching staff that can get to Omaha, man, as deep.
1: And, yeah, and but where I was going with that, as far as Root and Richie, especially Root, you know, just saying, okay, you you may just need one, two, three outs from him, as opposed to three, four innings, like you've been getting from him in right. a lot of his uh, appearances in the regular season.
2: No doubt, and he's he's a great uh, a great kid. He's one that I've been. Uh, curious to see how he'll um, translate at, like after this year. He, he's a guy that um, I feel like will be a starter. Who knows? We'll see how it works out. But um, R- Zach Root is a really good pitcher. And I, I think he's one Kyle that we haven't seen his best stuff yet. When you are talking about that for the whole team, he's a kid that can come in and, and really do some damage as far as thankfully he plays for us and not against us. I do want to ask you guys, is there gonna be a surprise team? There's always like a surprise team in a tournament. Uh hopefully that would not be South Florida. I'm gonna
3: say no. Um, because and here's why, Dave. If there okay. is, it would come if there is, it would likely come from our side with Wichita and Houston both being on the other side. You figure yeah. one of those two are gonna make the championship game. So if it comes from so I'm gonna say no, because if I say yes, then it'll mean that um we, we, we got beat. So um I'll say it'll be the Pirates against either Wichita or Houston in the championship, and um, so I, I mean that's that's, you know, I think I think honestly, if anybody besides us wins the tournament, it'll be a little bit of a surprise. So Wichita and Houston are both very capable. I so, tell you, uh, the,
2: yeah, I tell you the team that look to look out for, and obviously uh, I'm not an uh, odds maker, but the team to watch out for me is Cincinnati. Let's uh, see how they hopefully. Mm-hmm. They're the ones that, you know,
3: we have beaten them six times this year and they're not horrible. So that, that is a, if you're looking for a team that's due to get the pirates, that might be a team that, that could pull off an upset against us. So uh, that's, that's a good call.
2: That's the one that I'm worried about the most, but Hey, uh anything's possible. And I believe in our pirates. I believe in our coaching staff. There is a reason why we, uh, like, again, we talked about earlier, first time. Uh, I mean, our first time, the fifth straight year that we've had 40 plus wins and, Guys, we have 41 wins. I mean, how many? Uh, help me out, Bob. Off the top of my head, how many wins can we potentially have uh, the season? Forty. We would be 45 and 16. Obviously, in-
1: if we were, if we run through the tournament undefeated, uh, you'd be 45 and 15. And then if, if you win a regional uh, w- without a loss, uh, you, you would have 48. Right. And th- and then you'd obviously have to get, have to get to 50. Um, to get to, uh, to Omaha. so wow, so so this team, um you know, depending depending on how the, the next couple weeks go, um, could end up being hopefully the winningest team in East Carolina history, which was fifty one back in two thousand and four. that Randy Macy area
2: yeah yeah
1: um, fifty one and thirteen.
2: So guys, I know that we're running out of time. Uh, we'll put it out there to the uh, viewers, listeners as well. Do we host? Do we not host? And Kyle, give me your scenario real quick, and let's see. Um, we're talking about the one seed hosting or the two oh, seed. Oh, uh, yeah,
3: would you rather. In this scenario, yeah. uh, the old would you rather. And logic says, of course, you want to host. But uh, just from a getting to Omaha standpoint, would you rather go to Wake? You, in, in either situation, you know you're going to have to play Wake Forest. Would okay. you rather host as a 16, knowing if we win it, you're going to have to play Wake in the Supers on the road. Or would you rather go to Wake and the regionals as a two seed, with you know them having to play multiple teams, and then you're going to probably maybe Indiana State is a sixteen, so you'd be playing in Indiana State, and you already beat Wake Forest, or maybe somebody upsets Indiana State, and you saying a are to 16, and you um, and and then you get the host as a two. So would you knowing you're going to have to play Wake Forest either way, would you rather host and play Wake Forest in the supers, or would you rather play Wake Forest in the regionals? And hopefully, get a, a easier super regional opponent uh, with the 16 seed. I'm going to go with, uh,
2: I know where you're going, uh, but I'm going to go with, uh, I think we're going to host. So I'm going to go host and pray that somebody knocks Wake Forest off. If they don't, that would be, as you would say, I will steal your um, Thunder, Kyle. That'll be a great story how we got to Omaha. We knocked off the number one seed. Uh, and, and
3: maybe we don't. And maybe, maybe we host and we're not the 16 seed. Maybe we're 14 right. or 15 or 13. Who knows? Right. No doubt, and by the way, uh, when uh, Bubba, you, you'd, you'd probably know this or not, maybe Johnny or somebody watching. Uh, is it eight o'clock next Sunday when the host sites come out? It's
2: on Monday. No, it will be no, Monday. That,
1: that's, no, when no. The, that's when the brackets revealed. The, the host sites will be next Sunday night, yeah, about eight okay. o'clock typically. If I remember, yeah. correctly. that's
2: right, that's right, next Sunday night, yeah. and then next the, next
1: the Sunday, brackets revealed after um, that. Normally, um. Obviously, they'd have them on the ESPN bottom line, but uh, it's a uh, Twitter reveal.
3: Yeah, and then you find out, you know, who's going to be in your regional and where you're seated on Monday during the uh, during election right. show. But so we'll know Sunday night if we're going to host or not. Um, and uh, so, and we'll 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 know this week whether we should be worried about it, whether we're going to host or not. If we, if we take care of the con- we take care of the conference tournament, then we'll uh, we'll have reason to be optimistic for Sunday night.
1: But kind of, kind of going back to our conversation in the first ten or fifteen minutes of the show, as far as your reputation, um, you know, doing everything you can to advance your cause and your your reputation paying off for you, and that's certainly the case for the Pirates. I mean, you you looked at it last year. Yeah. Wow. Very few thought we'd be a top eight, and then we ended up getting that top eight when in previous not even being regional. When we were deserving, we had not. And um, I know he's not on the committee yet, but John Gilbert will be going on to the committee. And and for what it's worth, Cliff Godwin is on a, like a regional committee or a regional subcommittee like as far as the Southeast. And it's a, a group of a handful of conferences talking about the, the teams that are having great years, deserving of hosting, so on and so forth. So uh, Cliff's presence on that uh, um, is is something to to keep in mind as well. So I think I think if the Pirates go to Clearwater and take care of business uh, the way I anticipate they will, then I, I think we'll be hosting come next weekend.
3: I hope you're right,
1: or, or the the, fo- the following weekend, I should say. But uh, go ahead, Justin Butt says, "Mark
2: my word, we'll make Omaha on the road." So he thinks we're not going to host them.
3: Well, you, you yeah, make them all. We on the road as a super. Yeah.
2: And uh, Johnny. Oh, by the way, before we, I know we got to get out of here, but uh, Johnny, brought up Long Beach State. You, I know you have that clip of the players.
1: Yeah, and Long Beach State obviously played in the Keith Leclerc Classic uh, early in the season. Um, we're, I guess, what two one or three two winners over the Pirates. Uh, yeah. Yep. But um, you know the dirt bags. Uh, came away very impressed with Clark LeClaire Stadium in the jungle. And uh, we, we have a clip of that, um, something they had on their baseball Twitter account earlier this afternoon.
2: favorite place to play this year was definitely East Carolina.
1: Definitely the jungle, ECU. Uh, my favorite place to play was ECU. My favorite place to play was Hawaii. favorite place to play this year was East Carolina. favorite place to play is the
2: Juice Jungle ECU. Yeah.
1: This year was interesting. Uh, Probably Hawaii. UC Riverside. ECU. My favorite place to play was ECU. My favorite place to play
2: this year was at Irvine. Probably East Carolina. Reno, Nevada, the Ramada Inn. Uh, Favorite place to play this year is probably ECU. Shout out to Jungle. There it is. I'm going to say ECU because I did get to pitch against Georgia. All right, great stuff there. Appreciate the the love there, Long Yeah,
3: it says a lot when when you when you get Long Beach State like that, and they come all the way across the country and they talk about planning. You know, you heard several Hawaiis. What, what a memorable trip! But you heard more ECU's. So you had one guy n- randomly named freaking Riverside. But um, <laughs> you uh, you had a lot of Hawaiis, but more ECU's than anything. And I think that says a lot about the atmosphere that's created out in the jungle. Um, the the guys out there are very. Hostile yet hospitable. There we go. Hostile. That that's the jungle that's my new slogan for the jungle. The jungle. We are hostile and hospitable. Um <laughs> so I think that's a good way to to look at those guys out there in, in left field and uh, in the jungle in general. And and um I think uh glad glad that's the takeaway. You know, you you would think Cliff, oh Cliff might wanna start working the transfer portal a little more. Um you, you, that reputation goes around college baseball, even for guys that haven't been here, they'll hear about that playing in the jungle. So uh, you, you wonder, you know, Cliff hasn't really embraced the transfer portal yet. I, I got a feeling if he would embrace it, we might do really well in the transfer portal.
2: And uh, by the way, Bubba, you see that uh, yeah. Justin Blitz has a clarification on what he said.
1: Yeah. He said, let me be clear on my statement. We'll go to Omaha when we least expect it. And kind of like that 2016 season. Yeah, um, in his opinion, and honestly, think he'll be on the road for a super regional at the end of the day. Treat one game at a time, and just just win. Yeah, that's,
3: I, I always hear people yeah. say when we least expect it, but at this point, we expect it every year. So if, if we're in the if we're in the NCAA tournament, the goal is Omaha, and anything else is a disappointment. So I, I do I do agree with that. I I will be forthcoming and say that compared to last year, I don't think this team. You know, I, I I haven't seen yet this team can go to Omaha. And some people might say that's discouraging or Fu Kyle, or, you know, some of the players are watching. I hope that's what they're saying because prove me wrong.
1: Going back to the, uh, the video with the Long Beach State team, though, you know, some of those responses were not surprising. In addition to Clark LeClair in the jungle, uh, Hawaii, um, tough to argue with that. And then also Angels Stadium um, they had the opportunity to play there tough wow. to argue tough to argue with that um, for obvious reasons but at the same time um, the response of uh, the, the ramada inn and in reno I, I thought i thought that was funny i actually didn't even catch that the first time yeah and then, and then uh i think that response of uc riverside um, and maybe one other similar uh it may have uh, been uc irvine obviously uc irvine's been to omaha but uh I think at least one of those, perhaps Riverside, and just based on the facial expressions, was kind of uh, being mentioned as a joke. But um, uh, awesome stuff there with the Long Beach State players.
3: Yeah, um, not, in, uh, you know, despite being a bunch of dirtbags, there. All right, guys. <laughs> uh,
2: they, they are. They were. They were really cool. In fact, uh, our. One of those
3: West Coast teams. The other one that comes to mind that really loved the jungle was uh was it Pepperdine years ago that loved the jungle yeah. so much?
1: Yeah, Pepperdine sent Brian Dilday a a shirt, perhaps a hat, but at least a, like a dry fit shirt. Nice. So that was as well as some of the other jungle guys uh, and uh, you know, Jerry Plummer and some of the others tuned in Todd Vivret uh Dave Bats, you know, let us know uh, did somebody besides Pepperdine you know, send send gear? I know I know a lot of teams have made comments on social media, whether it's non-conference or conference, like Tommy O'Connor this year appreciated the sausage dog he got from the jungle and, uh, and that crew. But um, a lot have also, in addition to commenting on social media, have signed the megaphone. Uh, that's That would be an interesting topic just to see how many opposing players have signed, have signed Brian Dilday's megaphone.
3: You check how many I've signed to Sausage Dog. <laughs> oh, I'm man. I, knew, I'm I knew
1: that's where that was headed.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Do you guys have any final thoughts uh, before we get out of here? I know that we're running over tonight, but appreciate the support <laughs> of uh, all the listeners and viewers. You guys are awesome. And uh, what's your final thoughts before we get
3: out of here? Proud of the team for winning the conference yet another year. It almost gets to the point where you know I'll even admit it, where you take it for granted and you go, "Oh well, another conference championship." But boy, oh boy, think about that in baseball. Excuse me, think about that in football or basketball. How excited we could we would be today to just have one uh, in recent memory. So, uh, congratulations to the boys for winning another conference championship. Um, uh, let's see if we can go win the conference tournament and be sitting here this time next week on pins and needles wondering if we're going to host.
1: And another nugget for our viewers and listeners, uh, as Johnny Gardner says, Jason Dietrich, a former pirate pitching coach, now head coach at Fullerton, will bring his Titans to the Keith LeClair Classic in 2024.
3: There you go. Another West Coast team Folds has been here before, I believe. I remember playing out there. And uh, yep. of course, uh, yes,
1: <clears throat> we, we went out there, we got swept in 06 and then they came here or actually we got swept out there and i guess i want to say it was '05, and they we swept them in '06. or uh, i may have my years off there i think it's oh six oh seven but uh we, we went out there and got held to one run and then we returned the favor the following season it, and it was '07 because it was the year we ended up playing in the chapel hill regional and gave the Tar Heels all they all they wanted and then uh ended up losing uh, they in the ninth inning.
2: Remember that very well. Uh, very disappointing, especially who we were playing and thought we were going to win that uh, region. But anyway, uh, Justin thought, uh, butt says one final thought, just win, baby. All we need to do is win. That's right. Just like um, that's what you have to do. Coach speak, but it really does come down to that. You're one- trying to think
3: of who sung that song. All we do is win, weren't you? Nope. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs>
2: No, I know that's your favorite song, so I didn't want to, like... Oh, yeah, I love it. It's so original. So original. So I didn't want to get you all excited. Who
1: sings
3: it. Uh, yeah, With Khalifa. Yeah. And um, Ludacris. Very good, Kyle. I'm impressed. Yeah, it's complete garbage, but... uh, <laughs> uh and By the way, the, all of Pirate Nation can thank me for Pirate Town. And if you hate it, you can also thank me for Pirate Town. Um, I wish we would just go straight into Pirate Town and take all we do is win and wipe your ass with it. I, I'm so sick of that song. <laughs> it's so generic. It's so overplayed. But uh, uh, Pirate Town is a direct correlation to me. And um, I'm glad I got some people to listen to me for one. You know you know what it, what it was? I didn't get anybody to listen to me except the one person in ECU that will listen to me. And then I, he just went ahead and suggested it and didn't put my name with it and say, oh, yeah, great idea. But if it would have came from Kyle from LaGrange, we still wouldn't be here in Pirate Town over the PA system.
2: Oh, well, there, there it yeah. goes. That's going to be taken off the playlist now. Yeah, you I, could be right. You
1: could be right. I thought about you after the Memphis sweep. I was on the field with Johnny Robertson, and I heard uh, at least two or three people, um, maybe someone with them, asked them if they were ready to go, and they said that they were They were hanging around until they played Pirate Town. It's a good song, uh, and you're welcome.
3: Um, and you're like, 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 like Dave just said. Now somebody's going to probably hear in the athletic department that that <laughs> idea all came from me, and I suggested it to the right person, who then took it to the person who could make it happen, and didn't put my name with it. And boom, 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 there it is. But now that it's out there I'm for everyone it. to know so- that, that it was my idea. Um, and by the way, why in the hell did it have to be my that? That was so damn obvious. The fact that it took me suggesting to somebody to suggest it. It's just ridiculous. I
2: I don't know. I don't know the answer to that. I wish I wish I did. Uh, it'd be very 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 rich, man. Uh, Bubba, do you have anything before we go, bro? Nope.
1: I can go to Clearwater. Take care of business.
2: Absolutely. Looking forward to taking a trip. I'll leave on
1: early, early, early
2: Thursday morning, and I'll be down there Thursday through coming back on Monday morning. So I guess I'll be the only one down there. Because nobody else I've talked to is going, so I have to ask some more
3: members in the media. I'd like to go. It, it would be it would be fun. Um, I'm I'm just, so no uh no other member, of the media from down east that you've asked if, are going. I, I think Patrick Mason
2: is. I haven't texted him. I haven't talked to him yet. I'll talk to him from the Daily Reflector. I think he's going. So I'll have, and of course uh, our good buddy, former play by play voice. Um, Igloo's not gonna, going. He's not going. He's not going. So. Um, okay. But uh, anyway, uh, I think he's preparing himself for the regional, uh, wherever that may be. So he, he's not going. And um, not a lot of people are going, but I, I'll be there. So I, I might be the one <laughs> East Carolina guy in the press box. We'll see.
3: Well, there you go, Dave. Maybe you can uh, maybe you can give live coverage to some of our other affiliates, 94.3, Pirate Radio. You know, maybe you can report live for WITN, WNCT. We're going to put it out there. If you need Dave Richmond to report live for you, he is, he is sports journalist for hire.
2: There you go. I'll be the freelancer, right? Yeah. Um, but anyway, we're going to have a lot of fun. Looking forward to that. I've always wanted to go, making it happen this year. And hopefully I'm not the, the jinx <laughs> of the Pirates. It'll be a great time. I
3: can't, I'm and gonna Dave, hang out with, or, and while you're in Clearwater, please remember to put sunscreen on your head.
2: Okay, I will. And I'm going to hang out with Hulk Hogan.
3: He, he, he knows about putting sunscreen on his head and has it in the mid-80s.
2: Yes, he does. And Johnny Gardner's right. Uh, Brian Bailey typically, uh, I'll, I'll be able to ha- hand I'll be able to hang out with Brian Bailey. Um, so that'll be a lot of fun. Um, BB is uh, great. So we'll see about
3: that. But anyway, uh, by guys, the way, uh, it's funny that restaurant down there. Um, what's it called in Clearwater? Oh, Frenchie's. Yeah, they just made the national news. Uh, if you hadn't heard about it, I'm not going to bring it up here on the podcast. But uh, just Google it, folks. Google it. Oh
2: well, I haven't heard about that. All right. All right. I was planning on going there, but maybe not now. I don't nah, know.
3: I'd still go, but just, okay. just, it's just funny that it's not funny. Well, you just, you just Google the story. It's not funny at all. But anyway. All right.
2: I have one final thing uh, here in a little bit of eight o'clock on Sunday nights. Happy if you're a NASCAR fan that uh, North Wilkesboro, that they're going to finally have a race there. Uh, they had the trucks yesterday, but they have the all star race starting at eight o'clock. So looking for that tonight. Uh, It's going to be a lot of fun. First time since 1996. How about that? So, maybe
3: the first time in about three or four years that I've even turned on a race is uh, watching on FS1 tonight. Um, so looking forward to it. Uh, I would have liked to have been there, just an old school NASCAR fan. Yeah,
2: those Um, tickets went by, dude. Those tickets went faster than a ticket. Is
3: Junior running in that? I keep seeing a sun drop at Ellen Hart Jr. car. He is he making a one-off, a one-off appearance in that? or I haven't
2: seen that. He might. I have not. I I, I,
3: there was some, I, there's some sun drop. He's on cans. They, they've got some cans and bottles with him and a car on it. So I don't, I don't, okay. I don't know. Uh, we need Mike Ray. Where's Mike Ray?
2: Yeah, he's uh, watching. He's watching the uh, preliminary stuff right now on FS1. But guys, we'll get out of here. Thanks to everybody. Thank you, Kyle, very much. Appreciate you, Bubba. Thanks for uh, that. Appreciate everybody doing that i want to thank uh, pgxgloves.com. Uh before we get out here appreciate them and uh, all they do for us they've got uh, my kids have uh, two pairs each uh, for baseball and softball this year and they they give a great product and it's a competitive price too when you look at it, the national brands and they have really cool stuff that stick out and i mean in a good way uh, just go to pgxgloves.com.
3: i think what you mean stick out's bad i think what you mean stand out stand out there you go
2: Stand out. Funny how
3: that slight word can change the meaning so much.
2: It's good stuff. It's quality stuff at a great price. PGXgloves.com. Uh, go there if you're a golfer. They've got some great golf stuff and uh, great swag. And how could I forget, Kyle? That's your, your baby. But you put 25% in that uh, promo code. And put ECU in there. And you'll get 25% off.
3: Yeah, and why wouldn't you? I mean, why wouldn't you want to save twenty five percent? And if you can't, if you can't remember that promo code and you watch this show, you might want to go get a scan. <laughs> uh,
2: yes, indeed. All right, we'll get out of here. Congratulations again to the Pirates, a four time regular season champions for Pete for them, and uh, good luck to them and Clearwater. And of course, we'll have um, all those results plus breaking news at once. If anything goes on, we'll let you know. It's always right here. Check our social media. Don't forget to uh, subscribe to our YouTube channel. That's been blowing up here recently, thanks to Bubba, with all the shorts or TSO shorts he's got going on. All right, we'll get out of here. You've been watching Extra Innings, and it's right here on the Sports Objective. Good night, everybody, and as always, go Pirates. Hey, Pirate Nation. This is former East Carolina pitcher Davey Penny of the Keith LeClair era, class of 2003. Keep attuned to the Sports Objective as you follow our Diamond Bucks on the road to Omaha, because y'all know we're going.
0: That concludes this week's edition of Extra Innings presented by Next Level Training Center on the Sports Objective. Join us next Sunday night as we will once again talk East Carolina Pirate Baseball. Be sure to follow the show on social media at the Sports OBJ on Twitter, at the Sports Objective on Instagram. Like and follow our Facebook page and subscribe to our YouTube channel. Listen to the show pretty much anywhere podcasts are found. As always, we appreciate you tuning into the show. Go, Pirates!